Welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. We're a bar in Hell's Kitchen and it's as hot as Hell's Kitchen at the moment for Vix and I. Oh, and Jesus. always for our special guest because he lives in Florida. It's Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, hey Brad. How do you cope with this heat, Brad? Tell us. Give us hints. Um, I stay inside and I, yeah. <laughs> and my air, my electric bill is very high from the air conditioning. That's mm. That's how I do it. Yeah. And I bought like a tiny little um like um portable air conditioner for my bedroom because I had to. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's it like it's insanely hot over here, but it's even more so where you are in Florida. Yeah. Um, but you, thank you, you for braving have... the heat, Brad, to to go outside and come to Josie's bar. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. As you can tell we have no air con in here. Uh oh, I don't know. You know. Yeah. It's... You can Spray yourself with water from our water cooler, but I don't suggest it unless you want, like, diphtheria. <laughs> oh, God, no. Can you imagine the amount of STDs in there? <laughs> anyway, we're a podcast, and once a week we discuss an issue of Daredevil. And Brad is joining us this week because Brad joined us last week, uh, in which we um, introduced him to his favourite new Marvel villain, <laughs> the Tribune. <laughs> The everyday living in the U.S. guy. (laughs) Just your average, regular Floridian. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, the Uh, Marvel villain. (laughs) Ron DeSantis with a mask. I mean, I did think at the end, like, at the end, the Tribune was going to pull off his mask and he's like, it's me, Buck Rolston. And then he's going to pull off that mask and go, not really, it's me, Ron DeSantis. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's issue 71, If an I Offend Thee. Why is it called that, Brad? (laughs) Why? I mean, well, I mean, you know how... Like at the end of the issue, like Daredevil plucked out um his eye. Wait, never mind. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. I I no one got an the, eye plucked out. Did the old I'm very build. upset. He's like, <laughs> no should have been some eye plucking. Out. And then I was like, because I can't think what if an eye offend thee is is a quote from. I know it's a, a quote. Yeah. Uh, What's is it, is it? Is it? I think it's Bible shit, right? Probably. Is it Bible? It's, it sounds. It's like always Bible, be a Bible shit or Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. gotta um, be Bible. It's gotta be Bible shit, surely. So then yeah. I was like surprised that at the start they have like yeah, a, quote, a poem, but it's Lewis Carroll. If thy, not if, Bible thy write, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee. That one of thy members should perish, and not the whole, and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's more stupid Bible shit. Like, oh, it's yeah. so stupid. Oh my god. Like, as always, terrible advice from a terrible book. Yep. Well, I'm gonna tell you a little description about this issue before we get into it. Uh, the description of it is so. Uh, it was released on December in December 1970. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, both Matt Murdock and Daredevil were summoned to court. The judge turns out to be the evil Tribune and has filled the courtrooms with his goons. Will Daredevil be able to prevail and serve his own justice? Uh, the team is is the usual at the moment. Roy Thomas is the writer. Gene Conan's the artist. Sid Shaw's is the inker, and Artie Simic is the letterer. Um, before we get into the issue itself, what what do you think of this cover, Vix? Uh, it's quite camp, isn't it? Really, yeah, I thought it's quite sort. Of, I think if the if the if the guys weren't wearing like st- 
stupid stripy vest, <laughs> it would be it would be a lot less camp. Um, mm. But I, I I did find it on the camp side. It's quite it's quite extra, isn't it? The guy who's in the background with the green trousers looks like his arms have been lopped off. Well, I think I they're, know his arms they're like behind his back, but it's no. Just... I think that they're all handcuffed, aren't they? Because if yeah, you look at the yeah. guy with the stripy purple trousers, yeah. But it's yeah. all kind of like, yeah. He's just pur- well, purple purple pant guy. He was able to to jump over his yep. hands and get them in front of him. Everyone else's hands are still cuffed behind their back. Yeah, where he's like been the, doing his workouts. The guy in the bottom far right is the winner of uh, that year's Where's Wally competition. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, so this issue. So we start off with. Wait. Um, and more importantly, we mm-hmm. start off. Um, I'm drinking. Um. Oh yes. Uh, a a yes. nice uh, uh um scotch because it's 11 a.m. and. Nice. For the sake of this podcast, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some scotch at 11. Yeah. Thank you. I, you I, devil, you. I, I mean, it's seven. It's 7 p.m. somewhere. To be fair. So. Scotch is okay at 11 a.m. I have bourbon yeah. sometimes at 11 a.m. when it's <laughs> going to be a particularly stressful day. Vix, uh, what are you drinking? Um, well, I'm on, like, litre number four of uh, flavoured water today. Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep my uh, levels up. So it's a lemongrass and ginger cordial. Oh, and I've also got a peppermint tea with an actual tea bag in it this time. I did. I made it. I thought I'd put a tea bag in. And just as we were about to call you, Brad, I was like, I didn't put a fucking tea bag in this cup. Of water. Just I was like, literally just a mouthful of water. No, when I don't, it's, pe- it's peppermint tea. I don't have milk in peppermint tea. Well, I'm glad you're not a monster. I'm not American. No offense, Brad. I, I don't. I don't think we do that. No, that's monstrous. Like no one is. As yeah, but as like you guys, when you you are like you order tea out there and they bring it out with no milk but a slice of lemon. It's like. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't do. We don't do milk and tea. Yeah, tea culture is very different in the states. Heathens. Yeah, well, there's probably practically no tea culture. Like, yeah, there's no coffee. It's not a thing. It's because yeah. you tipped it all in the fucking sea. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we we're like, hey, why why are we drinking this nonsense when there's coffee out there? <laughs> I mean, I agree. I prefer coffee to tea. Absolutely barbaric, the well, pair of you. Do you know what I'm drinking? That's right. The Max Cherry. I'm drinking Mac-Low a cold flavor. water with <gasps> a sprig of lemon verbena in it from my garden. <laughs> Oh my god! I wait. I need to have a lie down. You're not drinking Pepsi. <laughs> I did drink a Pepsi Max. Maximum taste no sugar earlier though. So, but now I'm on on the water. Yeah. I swear to God, every time I see the word Pepsi or an advert for Pepsi in my head, I go maximum taste no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> like every time. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't I don't quite know why we have this Lewis Carroll poem um it's it's about a court case it's like okay i i don't i don't get it like why not quote from this for the you know the um the title of the issue but but i like the thing is with this is that i can't unsee nick fury because it says like fury (laughs) and then it's like said cunning old fury like (laughs) okay 
You're just hearing this poem in Samuel L. Jackson's voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mouse, uh, yeah, I know you've been enjoying that cheese, but uh, maybe you'd like to uh, take a look at this file and consider joining us. <laughs> he pushed over a tiny little file. <laughs> this is an Avengers initiative. <laughs> Like, Fury said to a mouse that he met in the house, let us both go to Laws and I will prosecute you. And in my head, I heard, let us both go to Laws and I will prosecute you, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the little mouse. There's a little shield outfit. <coughs> oh, oh, so that cute. Would be amazing. So, Matt is, or Daredevil is like swinging through the city and he's like, oh yeah, last issue there was that explosion that these guys got arrested for, and I know it wasn't them, but I had to do a runner to protect my secret identity. Um, not, not only that, like, <laughs> this is one of the most psychotic pages. <laughs> because he says, a time bomb, now there's a little smile designed to cheer me up. Yes. Like, he's like, oh, remember that time? I, like, there was an explosion. Boy, oh boy. Puts a smile on my face. And then there was these kids that, like, oh, they got, and I I could have said, oh, no, they didn't do it, but I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I left I left them to it. Like, oh, just, yeah. What are you saying, Brad? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, there's, I think we're we're definitely seeing some issues. We're seeing some issues. Yeah. <laughs> issues. <laughs> so he's sitting uh, on top of this building and he sees these two guys having a fight on the street below, having a, a shoving fight. And he's like, oh, if I was attired as poor Matt Murdock, I'd, I'd let those two slug it out. But, you know, I'm Daredevil and with daredevil costume comes responsibility and i can't resist playing peacemaker so off he goes now brad and tammy i called you tammy then vix oh no (gasps) well i mean i'm gonna take that as a massive compliment to be fair tammy is also now brad and vix uh would you like to take a money making psychedelic lift always (laughs) Like, it sounds like a pretty good way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It includes reds. Wow. Music, blues, greens, yellows. I'm going to I'm going to read your script. I want you to picture this. okay, guys, I'm going to create create a picture for you. All right. Picture a room. Total darkness. (laughs) Total silence. Then the walls and scenery explode with light and music, with sound and color beating and throbbing together in seemingly perfect harmony. The love light creates the ultimate psychedelic mood in time to your favourite music you play, from rock to buck. The mind is flooded, the imagination soars. Ever-changing psychedelic patterns move, flicker, flutter and flash to the beat, beat, beat of music. Endless combinations of red, blues, yellows and greens. Fantastic, fascinating, hypnotic and you assemble it yourself. Save and earn money. (laughs) Throw a love light party. Would you guys like a love light? Uh, How do we save and earn money with this? Brad, I'm glad you asked. Thank you very much. So it only costs $5. It's a sample kit that's worth $10. It's guaranteed to deliver psycho-delicious thrills or your money back. Um, And what you can do is you can sell them to everybody. Everybody is captivated and fascinated. Be the first to make your own for yourself and friends. Make them to sell at a handsome profit. You pay only five dollars. Sell for six, seven, or even ten dollars. 
Whoa. So we're we're so we're like, hey, you can buy this, yeah, and then you can ma- and then you can use it as a template to create an MLM. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what it is. It looks like I mean, it's a, a drawing of it. It looks like just a kind of pillar made of like acetate, like plastic with like colors painted on it that has a bulb in it. <laughs> like I think that's all it is. Wow. I, yeah. So, so I, for, a, for a moment, I got excited and thought they were selling actual drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. You know, it's a love light psychedelic lamp. I love this ad so much. It's a goodie. It's great. I love it. That is, that is a, yeah, that's a good one. It says you can use it in your bar or your rec room. Anyone can do it. You don't have to know a thing electrical or mechanical to assemble this way up and out lamp in a matter of minutes. And you'll sell them even faster. Snaps together with simple fasteners. You get everything. Cord, sockets, bulbs, screens. And then you're well. going to be able to make more? Like, uh, to I, sell? Know, I guess. I don't know. I, so wow. I just had to tell you about that because that's the first time I've seen this ad and I I love it. I would like that, it. Like yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's pretty great. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> So Daredevil swings down to uh, to see what's going on with these two guys having a fight, and they're like, "Hey!" And one of them goes to like pull out a gun from his pocket, but what's this? It's not a gun at all. It's a summons. <laughs> I, I do like this little elaborate ruse to serve him a summons. Yeah. They're like, "We have to make sure that you're the yeah. real Daredevil. That you're the real deal." Yeah. So this sent me down a rabbit hole. Oh, Brad. Okay, please tell us oh. about said rabbit hole. Because uh, they, they're like, you, are you sure that's the real, real, real oh, Daredevil? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they said, are you kidding? You think David Fry could do that? Yes, I so also I looked like, into him. Oh, manzies. So David Fry, I mean, again, we're talking about the 70s. We're down to the early 70s. Isn't this 1970? End, end, of, se- uh, end of 1970, yeah. So uh, David Fry is... Is the old school type of comedian whom whose whose comedy stylings were just doing impressions, oh. and like there was plenty of those. It's fine. It was of a time where you know people were easy to entertain. And I will say he did a he did a pretty solid Richard Nixon. Nice. There is a YouTube channel that it is his channel, his actual channel. Um, he had died in 2011. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, wow, okay. So he has he has two videos on there. Um, apparently, he was still doing his shtick um, because he posted this in 2010, even though the video quality looks like VHS. Wow. <laughs> um, but he's doing, like, George W. Bush and, like, Rumsfeld. And, uh, of course, I mean, he starts off with his Nixon all of his impressions mostly sound like Nixon. <laughs> oh God! He doesn't okay George C. Scott. He doesn't. He doesn't George C. Scott bit. But there is a three-minute forty-four-second compilation on David Fry impressions on YouTube. Oh, and, I'm gonna look later. Yeah. Oh, it it is something. It is it is three minutes that feels like twenty. Um, because <laughs> most of these, I they're okay. But most of them sound the same. Yeah. I do love most the, of them a, a George like C. Scott impression, though. It doesn't even have George to be a good one. His George C. Scott is pretty good, because he does all the facial expressions. Yeah. So. That's fun. I, I'll give him that. I will give him Nixon and George C. Scott, but 
Yeah, that's, I mean, I, uh, bravo to be still trying to do that into the 2010s. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just an old school impression guy. Nice. Yeah, because I, I looked up who he was as well, although I didn't go, uh, I didn't look on YouTube or anything, but I did like read about him and how he mostly did like political figures, like impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed Daredevil saying, I'm hip. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with the kids. I'm down with the kids. So Daredevil has been summoned to the same case that Matt is is lawyering at. Oh, no, what's he going to do? It's going to be a real Mrs. Doubtfire situation. I wish. <laughs> man. God. That would have been just hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. Um, Foggy has got a sore throat. He's ill. So, uh, does he though? I don't know. I think he's also trying to get out of it like Matt does later. I, I, yeah, I'm going to need you guys to explain to me what the fuck's happening because I am hugely confused by what's going on with Foggy in this issue. Yeah. Go, Brad. No, I he just he says he's first of all he says he has a sore throat and the doctor has said no more running at the mouth for the next several weeks. Which is insane, yeah. Yeah. Because how is he able to talk to Matt on the phone if he's this ill that he can't talk for several weeks? Like, this is... And this seemingly is... It's not like there's a few weeks. This is taking place over a couple of weeks. It seems like this is pretty much all happening, like, currently. Like, these are happening over the course of a couple of days. I don't understand... This because is already he, several weeks after the explosion. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, this isn't like a flashback or anything to just after the explosion. It's yeah, it's very weird. Because the thing is, Matt was like, "All right, well, maybe I can sneak out, then put on the Daredevil costume, do a misdoubt fire, and like, and then be able to do this." But now Foggy's sick, so Matt's gonna have to be in the courtroom. But all of a sudden, Foggy's not sick ever again. No. Yeah. So like, what's the what's the time gap between? Like, Foggy being ill and the the trial. Because it's got to be just, like, a few days, well, right? Well, when Matt gets yeah. the summons, uh, or Daredevil gets the summons, he says the the, uh, the he has to be at the courtroom next week. Mm. So this is the week before. Mm. So, so, yeah, Foggy's just, like, miraculously better. Um, and this is a Sunday night because the next day we see the newspaper is oh, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because Matt's plan is, and this is fucking amazing. This is absolutely amazing. His search, uh, Assistant DA Murdoch search for witnesses to the almost fatal bombing outside the New York Hilton several weeks ago widened today. Mm-hmm. Mr. Murdoch has appealed to any citizens with any sense of justice to come forward and tell authorities all that they know, um, urges anyone to uh, come forward, blah, 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 to meet him under the Great Arch (laughs) any time during the next 48 hours. Yes, he's just going to hang out there for 48 hours, Brad. What are you talking about? Not, you know, not going to the DA's office or anything like that. Under a bridge. Under a bridge. I'm just going to be hanging out for 48 <laughs> hours. So from, I assume, when the newspaper drops, because okay, it's the first edition we're seeing, um, like Monday 
from 6 a.m. To Wednesday, yeah. To Wednesday <laughs> at 6 a.m. Like, the like Matt Murdock just hanging out under a bridge. Could be preparing for the case. It's just like hanging out there. under a bridge and talking to anyone. Meanwhile, <laughs> just... Foggy is theoretically in, in bed with uh, a sore throat <laughs> for the next with few corona. weeks. Yep. Like, <laughs> but he's not because he like then Matt goes to see him after these forty-eight hours, and Foggy's mm-hmm. sitting at his desk and he's like, "Oh, so all that that uh, legwork was a waste of time and effort, huh?" You know. And then this like, is where is Matt, this like... Matt tries to pull a sickie, and he's like, "Oh, my head." But like, why? So he waited until he waited until literally like a, like a couple of days before the trial. Yeah. To to put that ad in the paper to try and find people. He didn't do that, like, you know, at the beginning. No, why would he do that, Vix? He only does it when he gets the summons as Daredevil, because... I mean, why are they even pursuing this case? They both think uh, they're innocent. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we have to. And I'm like, do you? No. Like, I don't know. Well, I do, though, though, because it'll technically be the state versus... Which yeah. means, but if you're the DA, you you have power to like not pursue a case. Yeah, that's what I think. But I guess, but then I guess they probably had to, given that there was a, a bombing. They, I, they? they don't have to. They may be getting but, pressured to. Um, also, but... is it the actual district attorney that would be there in court doing all this stuff? Because I would have thought that he would have had people working for him so it would have been like matt or other he people. he would but given that this was a bombing yeah. at a venue where the um yeah they tried to kill the vice president, vice president. they tried to kill enough, the vice yeah. president it's it's a really high profile case isn't it yeah. so fair enough but you know they're innocent oh this is why i couldn't yeah you know there. they're innocent they're only doing this because they're getting pressure to do this yeah. because they're bad people <laughs> I think we've established that, yeah. haven't we? This is when when Matt does his um, little swoon and he's like, "Oh my head!" And then Foggy's like, "You've been pushing yourself too hard, standing under an arch for two days." <laughs> Sit down. I mean, I was going to try. To hey, you're meant to be sick, sick so Foggy. You're meant to be in bed. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Like, like malingerers, the whole lot of them. <laughs> Oh, so then we see a, a plane landing at Kennedy International, and it's Buck Ralston, our favourite character. Uh, and they've rented him this big mansion to stay in. And he talks about, where else could a backwards, wet-nosed gutter tramp like Buck Ralston start out with nothing and end up with this? I owe this country, boys, for all I am and all I ever hope to be. It's a land of opportunity and prosperity. <laughs> Brad? <laughs> No, no, you're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's such a little gang of like just looking at them at the bottom of the page. I'm just like, ugh. Why is he? Why is he standing like that in the entrance to the house? Because you know. Why? Why? Why is he standing like that? So he's like, right, I'm off to uh, to go and do some heavy thinking. (laughs) Bye. I mean, are you? Are you though? Yeah. Are you though? Are you? Uh, later on, there's the scent of autumn, 
uh, that goes past an upstairs window and he says that's what America's really about. Autumn, Matt. I, I mean, I'm in Florida. Like we don't need, that doesn't even exist. <laughs> Summer every day for you, Brad. Yeah. No, it, it's it's like crazy hot, and then it's slightly less hot for like three months, and then it's super hot again. Mm-hmm. I was there in January, and, and it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. That was the less hot part. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and then he says, "Judgment Day is coming." <laughs> so <laughs> then it says, "In the days and weeks that follow." So, oh, so, oh wait, I I do want to like okay. his um America's gonna be for Americans again. I think this is where he says that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> He's gonna could, cleanse this evil you. from American soil. Yeah, I could yeah. hear your ranting when I read that bit. I Brad. mean, well, it's I, I'll say my ranting for the end because like there's just <laughs> another very eerie, prescient um like series of thoughts I've had. But like, yeah, he's I mean he's he's. He's just like uh, Captain Maga. Like this guy is. Yeah, he's just, Captain Maga. Like because we have the we have these people like show up like every like five years or so, and then I guess everyone just kind of forgets that this is a thing that constantly happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, it is. Yeah, it is like it's scary and sad. And tiring that this is like was written like fifty years ago this, and nothing has changed. No, no, no nothing has changed. This shit has been happening since seventeen eighty. Yeah. Like literally every five years. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Ugh. This is where I get confused about the timeline because yeah, so it's Matt like, just said that yeah, he said the trial was next week. Then mm-hmm. he spent forty eight hours under an arch. <laughs> Then it says, in the days and weeks that follow, the youth of the city take to the streets to say, free the New York Three, which I don't get. Maybe they mean in the days and weeks since, like, they were arrested. I guess. Oh, could be. Yeah, because otherwise we're, like, what, two months down the line? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because I don't think I don't think he flew in a few weeks early just to like <laughs> jump a judge. <laughs> Seriously, nobody noticed. Um, but yeah, uh, and also of course some heavy thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and of course in those couple of weeks, cops are of course copping and just like assaulting you know protesters. Oh so yeah, great. like where one of the protesters says, "I know, take your hand off me, officer. I know my rights." And the cop says. So who doesn't these days? I was like, Ugh. hey, mm-hmm. hey, Offi- Officer Clark Gregg, please yeah. stop being such a douchebag. <laughs> <gasps> I was waiting for Vix's Oh, you leave Daddy alone. Look, look at him. <laughs> he looks like Clark Gregg. He does a bit. I. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> Can we talk about how Foggy says to Matt? How does it feel to be the on the wrong side for a change? And I was like, I mean, Matt is often like Duncan MacLeod. He's on the wrong side of history. As yeah. we joked about Duncan MacLeod. He doesn't do any work. <laughs> like, he doesn't do any work. <sighs> so how would he know what it feels to, to be like on the right side? It's half an hour before the, the trial. Foggy is seemingly completely fine now. Yeah, he's like, 
Yeah. I don't know. He's been drinking. He's been having his Barocca, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been gargling his Barocca, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, the Tribune and his goons are sneaky sneaking into the judge's chamber. Um, sneaky sneaky. This ju- judge looks like someone, and I couldn't think who. I was like, is it Walter Matter? <laughs> someone, but I don't know who. It looks like a little, like a little gremlin. <laughs> yeah, he's, face, yeah, he's got a weird look. I don't like it. His face reminds me of someone I don't know. Uh, he's he's very point. He's very pointy. Yeah, he's. If that makes sense. No, I don't know who he is. He's a little melty to me. Yeah. Yeah. So he like shoots his laser out of his gavel. Um, can we talk about some of these ads? Oh, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I the only one I saw that kind of caught my eye i mean we've got the scary life-size monster one that tammy's read us before mm-hmm. i do like the be a dental assistant one. <laughs> yes be a dental assistant fascinating high paid career a... learn at home and spare time <laughs> what a random advert to put in a comment yeah what like who's who's like Who's reading Daredevil like, you know what, Dumbledore assistant? All right, I can do this. And it's on the same like, page as them? like, listen on this tiny secret pen radio. Siamese like, fish. What? Siamese fish, yeah. <laughs> it's like loads of seven-year-olds going, oh yeah, dental assistant. That sounds great. What? Okay, okay. <laughs> Scary life-size monster. Our dental assistant. What am I gonna do? It says with these oh. fish, easy to start your own aquarium. And it says, breed and breed and do real well in a fruit jar. I'm like, a fish ain't going to be happy in a fruit jar. What the hell? Ooh, no. no. It depends how big the fruit jar, the fruit, the jar is, I suppose. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. These these ads are great, and there's one for the invisible heel lift, you know, to be taller. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's a lot of like ads for drafting as well in this uh, this issue. Not as in like drafting to the military, like you know, being a draftsman. Because there's one here and there's one later as well. So, judges, bye bye. Um, Foggy <laughs> and Matt go to the uh, the courtroom and there's all these these cops standing outside who um, don't seem like cops. But they they look like um, uh, what's this face from Terminator Two? Oh, Robert Patrick. Um, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? Yeah. But there's something off off about these cops, you know, which is, is just cops in general. But uh, this is where Matt does his sticky <laughs> again. He's like, oh, my head. Go Ooh. on without me, Foggy. Go on without me. I've got an attack at the vapours. Yeah. So off Foggy goes. He leaves Matt in the car. Um, and Foggy is very suspicious about these cops. There's one just standing behind him with his arms crossed. And it's like, yeah, they look like kind of traffic cops. Is that right, Brad? Yeah, yeah, because they're wearing, like, the helmets. So it's like, why why are they in this courtroom? Um, but, yeah, Foggy's, Foggy's thinking to himself, by the way. He never says this to Matt, despite what uh, he's what Matt, Matt is saying later. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, don't have, they don't have badges. Uh, yeah, he never says um, it. Matt, like, like, he's just thinking, yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, Foggy, you're the DA. Like... Yeah, if it, but if, I mean, if you're that if you're that suspicious that you're thinking that, then say but, something. But like, how how do you really differentiate um, regular cops from brainwashed fascist cops? Like, I, <laughs> well, I like yeah. okay, they're not wearing badges. There is that. 
but their uniforms are slightly different, and they're wearing helmets. But mm. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, let's let's be honest here. In walks Daredevil. That's not suspicious at all that Matt's not there. Hmm. And uh, in walks Daredevil because he's going to be the witness for the defense. And then the judge walks in. Judge Tribune. <laughs> The honourable, the right honourable Tribune presiding, with his little teeny tiny statue. Yeah, and I like, I like that uh, um, the the fake cop uh, that uh, ushers him in as the bailiff um, is pretty much just doing a Nazi salute. Oh yeah, he's doing a yeah, full on Nazi. Like, yeah, I, that's I, I, some I solid. That too. I'm that's like, some solid Gene Colan right there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He's like, he's he's looking like a what is it a T1000 and doing a Nazi salute. <laughs> Yeah. Scary, scary. Uh, any of these mm. ads you like on the next page, Brad? I don't have the ads on the next page. Oh, I didn't see any that exciting. I mean, you can get a hypno coin. Ooh. Or a world famous bunny decal from Playboy. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of like, oh, hey, collect old coins, all that kind of thing. But you always get those anyway. Um. So Foggy uh, objects. And says, if you're a judge, then I'm Judge Crater. I don't know who Judge Crater is, but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then he literally, like, Tribune just kind of, like, is like, eh, whatever. He almost, like, rips up the law books. <laughs> and he's like, and does my favourite line in the entire comic, which is, I find you in contempt of court and sentence you to unconsciousness. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was so I was like, foggy, no. And quite rightly... Everyone's like, oh, okay. wait, hold on, hold on, everyone, because we got to take a moment. Okay, okay. Oh, Judge uh, Joseph Force Crater. First of all, great name. Nice, yeah. Joseph mm. Force Crater. <laughs> I just like <laughs> Force Crater because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, um, born uh, January 5th, 1889, disappeared what? January 6th, 1930, Ooh. declared legally dead June 6th, 1939. A New York State Supreme Court justice who went missing amid a political scandal. He was last seen leaving a restaurant on West 45th Street in Manhattan and entered uh, popular culture as one of the most mysterious missing persons cases of the 20th century. Despite massive publicity, the case was never solved and officially closed 40 years after he disappeared. Whoa! No, I don't know this one either. Okay. Ah. Yeah, interesting. Judge Crater. So Foggy's saying that he he is Judge Crater. Mm. Anyway, so they're like, hey. Mystery solved. <laughs> there we go, we solved it. <laughs> uh, they're all like, hey, Daredevil, why don't you do something? And it's like, yeah, do something. <laughs> so <laughs> he's just sat there like, uh, uh, uh. I don't know. And then Matt's I, like, oh. I love, I, no, I, I, I just love that so much. I love, like, <laughs> I love the, you're daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do something? <laughs> okay. Like, I and I again, I, I get listen because uh, I'm gonna be making a lot of comparisons to current day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <laughs> recently, um, the wife of President Joseph Robinette Biden, mm. uh, Doctor Jill Biden, mm. uh, made a speech. Oh, um, no. In in Uvalde, uh, uh, oh, no. they were she was talking about. How, you know, um, she was there and all the people there were urging, do something, 
do something. We need you to do something. And that's why I'm so proud of my husband, President Joseph Robinette Biden, that that he that he is doing something. He has asked Congress to act to do something. Wow. And I am sure they will. And we're so glad they're passing this uh, bipartisan gun reform that doesn't do anything at all exactly. whatsoever. So, like, literally, he's not doing anything, and she's like, I'm so proud of him, because they asked him to do something, and he's not doing anything. Oh, so, I mean, Nancy, that just reminded Nancy Pelosi did something. She read a poem the other day. Yeah, she read a, she, she read a poem from an Israeli war criminal. It was really, so really it's very helpful. Great. Yeah. yeah it's really wonderful. Thank, yeah. Thanks, I love... Daredevil's just sitting here. Just sitting here. Just gonna bide my time. <laughs> so these guys, these cops like strip off their cop outfits and they're wearing their little star spangled banner outfits underneath. And then Daredevil does his statement and says like basically what happened and the Gen Tribune's just like out of order. Witnesses making assumptions. <laughs> No, he's this whole courtroom's out of order. <laughs> I hold myself in contempt. Ugh. Um, so Daredevil sneakily gets his uh his billy club out of his little holster, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I can pick up a a hum coming from the Tribune's belt." I love this. <laughs> hum, <laughs> as in a sound, not a smell. <laughs> no, because maybe he hasn't like. Maybe he hasn't, like, uh, washed his outfit for a little while. So, or, it's like, or I just I just got the memory smell of Comic-Con. Oh, no, oh. it's the worst smell. Like, um, unwashed, unwashed costumes. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Unwashed nerds. Oh. Nope, 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 nope. Yep, yep. Uh, so the Tribune's about to sentence these kids to basically death, and then Dead Edward just goes with his billy club and pulls this belt off of him and then I love the Tribune going no my belt you can't I'm not wearing any underwear and then he says why not Bobby afraid your pants will fall down <laughs> and he's... we can see your wiener <laughs> he smashes the belt and apparently this is where his power is that made him control his followers now, Brad, does this mean mm -hmm. that Donald Trump has a belt and that sends out a hum and that's what controlled everyone on January the 6th? We just needed um, to destroy his belt. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. No. no. He's, he's, not that, he's not that smart. No, yeah, definitely not. It would be far not. less scary than thinking that these people had free will and this is what they decided yeah. to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I like. There's just there's like literally always been like a crazy fascist undercurrent in this country that like, yeah. like that's it's always exist literally always existed and it's just every once in a while we're able to tamp it down and then sometimes it roars back like it's so easy to get people to like follow you to do terrible things like. It's yeah. very, very easy. I wish, I wish we could just break a belt and uh, um, like make people <laughs> not Nazis. But you know what? That's not like Nick Fuen No, no belt is gonna stop Nick Fuentes from Nick Fuentesing. No. Ugh. Just break a belt and everyone's a socialist. Hooray! I mean, I like. I wish. 
I would, I would yeah. like, listen, I, I wear suspenders for a reason because I'm <laughs> anti mind control belts. Yeah. But I'm not gonna, I can't make everyone stop wearing belts despite the fact that belts <laughs> are kind of bullshit. That's what we need to do. We need to get rid of belts. <laughs> you gotta get rid of belts. Oh. That's my platform. That's what I'm running on. Um, that's, communism that's and a lack of message. Yeah, I listen. I, listen, a couple yeah. things we got to. Bernie wanted communist, to throw mattresses out the window. You want to throw belts out the window? I want to throw belts out. Listen to me, Americans. I think we all need to come together. We, we, we everyone needs health care, but most importantly, we need to get rid of belts. Belts. We got to stop them. They're mind controlling people, turning them to fascists. I don't like it. If you want a belt? I'm sorry. Price suspenders. They're more practical than holding pants up. It's a, better for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, this is where Tribune says America for Americans, Brad. Sorry. Ah, sorry. Here, here it is. is. Okay. Yeah. He says, wallow on the ground, Daredevil, where you belong. <laughs> and this is when Daredevil sees the little, well, senses the little teeny tiny statue and is like, hang on a sec. It's vibrating. That means. Ba, ba, ba. So he runs out with it. The Tribune jumps on his helicopter to fly away and Daredevil throws the statue which lands on the helicopter and explodes because it was a bomb, which must fill Matt's a heart bummer. with joy, as we've learned. He loves a bomb. He just loves blowing shit up. He does. He loves shit blowing up. Um, and then they're just like, well, I guess the Tribune's gone. Do we think the Tribune's gone, guys? Who knows? Uh, don't be silly. Maybe he had a little parachute. Maybe. And after this case, I guess, they learnt that the, the Tribune's men really set the bombings. Now, what's going to happen with them? Because they were under some kind of mind control. So, yeah. do they get off or do they... Like, what happens? I mean... I, I would hope that uh, I would hope that the state would decide not to prosecute them, but I don't really trust these DAs, so uh, yeah. Um, hopefully not. I mean, I, I feel like in the Marvel universe there has got to be some strong laws about you can't prosecute for mind control. <laughs> Seriously, there must be a whole like, department yeah. just dealing with that. It's yeah, a regular occurrence. And then at the end, they turn on the TV and it's Buck Ralston there. Because I guess nobody really uh, knows that Buck Ralston is the Tribune. I don't yeah. think it ever came out and, mm. and, and what, they decided to turn over. What, what's fascinating about this mm. is because this is the truest... I mean, this both of these issues are just true, 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 uh, like, microcosms of uh, of america like this is what happens <laughs> mm. um like crazy fascist little chick tries to do something there's a whole court spectacle and then somehow they slip away <laughs> to keep doing shit <laughs> may i point out that uh the january 6th committee like you know all that's going on mm -hmm. Everyone's pretty much said, we're probably not going to do that much with it. Um, we've drug it out for so long already. It's a year and a half later. We haven't really tried to do anything. 
Um, the Secret Service have had plenty of time to delete text messages. Like, all this shit, like, we, we've strung it out for so long. Pretty soon they're going to run out of time because the election's going to start, mm-hmm. and then they're not going to be able to do anything to prosecute Trump and any of his people. Yeah. So, like, a couple of people are going to take the fall, but mostly <laughs> nothing's going to happen, and then they're, everyone's going to slip away and then just be able to keep doing what they're doing, and no one's going to know. Yeah, I feel like the same will happen when we, whenever we have this COVID investigation over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go, you know, the same thing will happen. It will. You yeah. Know. Because why wasn't that investigation happening when we were actually dealing with COVID, so they can learn from the mistakes that were made to deal with it better, which would make mm-hmm. sense. But, because you know. That would yeah. Because <clears throat> that would have made sense. Because that would have jeopardized the election. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go to our letters page before we get yes. into our toots and boots. Have you got the letters page, Brad? I do not. Oh, well, um, this is so most letters, you know, go to dear Stan, Roy and Jean, you know, dear Stan, dear Roy, whatever. This letter is a bit different. This is from Jean Ladig uh, from home, Holmdale, New Jersey. Dear Mr. Murdoch, I'm not speaking to you, man. Why? In the 67th chapter of the story of your life, you tell Karen Page, well, it's either your career or me. Then she says, quite reasonably, it's not that simple. At this point, you flounce off saying, OK, lady, take your time. Just remember, no man can wait forever. What forever? How long ago was it that she finally quit waiting for you? Four short issues. And who said to whom in chapter 61, quote, it isn't a question of glamour, Karen, but of something far deeper. Until I'm sure whether the red, the, whether the real me is Matt Murdock or Daredevil, I've got to be both men. If only you could accept that. End quote. Pity you can't remember your arguments when it's a question of the other fellow. <laughs> Whatever happened to the fellow who used to understand people better than they did themselves? What happened to the guy who cold, who cold sensed evil in another, or or who could predict his adversary's moves in battle by listening to his pulse? In issue 66, the cop crept up on you on page 5, and Sterling did the same on page 11. And as for feeling mad at Sterling, forget it. In issue 67, you didn't know Stiltman from Stuntmaster, etc. Supposedly, you now understand your powers better than you did to begin with, and know how to use them more effectively. If I may say so in my dignified manner. Ha! Listen, man, you know what I think your trouble is? You're too nervous. Get married. Neither you or Karen needs to sacrifice anything but complete mastery. There are TV films made in New York. There are crooks in Los Angeles. You only have to agree on a location. <laughs> <laughs> I want to marry this person. I love this letter so much. I want to marry this person. <laughs> oh, go I, off, my I, I just love the go off. Dear Mr. Murdoch, I'm not speaking to you, man. I do wish that like, there was a letters page now, but I can just imagine how insane it would be. You know, oh, like, you just it, so. well, they do. They do have. They do have a letters page. It's called Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, I love that letter, so I had to read it to you guys. That, yeah, that was that was amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Um. Yeah. Call Call Matt out on his bullshit. So, uh, what are we going to toot and boot this week, guys? I I'll tell you mine first. I'm going to boot Buck Ralston because I hate his look. I hate him wearing his little cowboy hat over his headphones on the plane. 
it really annoys me i don't like it yeah i I just there's a lady when matt is wandering around under the arch for 48 hours (laughs) there's a lady wearing this pink dress with a belt and she's got her hair up in a bun with like a scarf in it and it looks really pretty so i'm gonna toot her you pick you pick the same as mine did i Oh, yes. You have good taste. Is that your mm, two wow. and your boot? Yes. Wow. Brad, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a big fan of Scarf Guy on the cover. Like, I love that. <laughs> yes. That's great. It's, it's, Scarf Guy was pretty fabulous. Yeah, yeah like he's got he's got a whole Where's Waldo situation. He's got he's got the bell bottoms. He's got the scarf. Like, love it. Love it. It's um, it's a whole vibe. It's um, great. Yeah. Um, but can I point out in the panel where like Bucks walked into the mansion and he's all spread out yeah. like uh, the guy next to him, like his sidekick, mm. this guy, like even in oh, this yeah. tiny little panel, like the w- most ill-fitting shirt. Seriously. <laughs> oh. Like it's terrible. Like he's got he's got I, I mean, super teaser, but. Like, blue pants and yeah. blue shirt that match. And then he's got, like, a green, like, jacket or something over it yeah. with, like, the high boots. Get out of here. It's You're really trash. fitting around his stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not good. It's like, you couldn't, you couldn't get your goons clothes that fit. Jeez. Well, fuck Ralston. I mind control him into wearing the wrong size. <laughs> oh, no. Like I've got no time for villains that don't take care of their their minions. Like I want to see, like I I want to see their goons with correct fitting attire. I want to see them with health and dental insurance, yeah. paid leave. Yep. <laughs> like All like that. do not want. Why is he dressing Paul Williams like this? It's, un, <laughs> it's inappropriate. Oh, Paul Williams. <laughs> oh. Right, well, what is going to be our panel of the week? Uh, Vix, what about you? I really, really liked the imagery of... It was one of the first panels, actually, in the issue where his, like, radar sense and a stick of dynamite. Um, yeah, I, I think like it's the like... one next to it where he's he's bending over mm. and the explosion's going on. Yeah. yeah, like, I really like both of those. Yeah. So that's what I am going for. Okay. I mean, the cop doing the Nazi salute is pretty great. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like I, I didn't want to make that panel of the week. <laughs> Fair enough. Because it's a Nazi salute. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. What about you, Brad? No, I, I gotta, I gotta go with that Nazi salute because like that nails it. That nails what we're doing here. Yeah. Mhm. It's pretty it's great. Stuff. It's pretty great and and depressing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, now we have to uh, vote what we're going to do with the issue, guys. So if we, I'm going to explain it this week, Vix. <gasps> oh. If we really like the issue and we think it should be preserved for all eternity, we shall put it in our our vault that is behind the bar on its own little velvet cushion and. We shall parade it around the streets with streamers and confetti. <laughs> um, if we think, yeah, it's all right, we'll toss it under the bar. It might get used to mop up spillages. It might get used for some decoupage, whatever. Toilet paper, whatever. 
everything is absolute trash, then we lob it out the window of Josie's bar and it lands among the rats to be devoured or make a nest oh, with. Nom, 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 nom. What are we thinking? You treat a vault, you treat a vault the same way the uh, the Fast and the Furious family does. <laughs> <laughs> Just parading it through the streets. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do. We attach it to our car and drive it around the streets. Oh, and what are we thinking, guys? I can't remember what we did for the last issue. Did we do it under the bar? We put it... No, we put it in the vault. Oh, we did put it in the vault. Oh. You're right. We did put it in the vault, I mean, yeah. the idea of <laughs> of Matt just hanging out under the arch for 48 hours is pretty funny. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel like it needs to go with the other issue. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's a two-parter. Yeah, it's, it's like solid... Uh, I, I, I'm not even going to say satire, yeah, but like I, solid, yeah. solid um, political uh, commentary. Commentary yeah. that is barely fictional. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's what it is. It, it's it's political commentary, isn't it? It's, and it's like even now, like what, fifty years later? Yeah, yeah. 40, 50 years later. 50. It's wildly yeah. timely. So seriously yeah. timely. It's insane. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, I guess it's going in the vault. That's beautiful. Now, Thanks. guys, it's time for everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Uh, it's called Vix Predicts. <laughs> I might not even edit in just sing, <laughs> sing that I, I think you sh- I think you should forego the actual theme tune and just use that instead. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, um guys, the next uh issue is uh is called and it, it uh, you'd be surprised it's not um it doesn't take place after this issue well it takes place after but it's not a continuation because it is called Lo the Lord of the Leopards <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wait what give me that again Lo L O exclamation mark the Lord of the Leopards Lo the Lord of the Leopards Brad Oh, the Lord of the Leopards. Yeah. Mm. So basically, like, the complete opposite of <laughs> what we've been doing for the last two issues. I mean, maybe. I mean, at the end of the issue, it says, uh, the Leopard Man. Yeah, so, it does. Um, I feel like got a real name upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Leopard Man, he was, and now he's the he Lord of the Leopards. He was the Man of the Leopards. Now he's their lord. <laughs> the, lo- lord of Lord of the Leopards is his dad. <laughs> yes, he's like that's my that's my father. Mister uh, Leopard is my father. Is it? Is oh. this? Oh my god! Is this going to be a Daredevil Thundercats crossover? <laughs> oh, is there a leopard in Thundercats? I don't think there is. Is there? Uh, not really. No, there's Chitara. That's not a leopard, a is it? <laughs> I was like, hmm. a bunch of cats though. I'm surely one of them's a leopard. Uh, like, a leopard, it? it's like, 
yeah, just you know, just indulge me for God's sake <laughs> for just two seconds. Daredevil versus want... Lion O. Or Daredevil versus Skeletor. Or, or Daredevil versus my favourite Thundercats villain because I think it was in the movie, which is the Daredevil villains, uh, the Thundercats villain Snowman. Now the reason I love the, <gasps> the villain Snowman is because he rides on a giant cat and his giant cat's name is Snow Meow. <laughs> oh my god! Snowman oh, and wow. Snow Meow. <laughs> It's my favourite thing. Oh, I love it. Oh. I love it so much. Yeah, so would you like a little <laughs> teaser description of this issue, guys? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I guess so. I know it's not going to be a Daredevil Thundercats crossover, mm, but might be. whatever. I, got, I, I can dream. I'm also going to say new writer next week, which is exciting. Ooh, interesting. Um, so the description is as follows. After a strange leopard-skinned man is spotted running through the streets, Daredevil pursues. (laughs) The man without fear meets Tagak, the Leopard Lord, and is thrust into a criminal manhunt from another dimension. Oh. Any any thoughts, What is going... This is like... So this is like okay. So we've just done two issues about Nazis. So let's do an issue about a man leopard from another dimension in another yeah from another dimension perfect yeah. perfect like i just yeah. see sam like stan <laughs> going perfect that's it let's go got, got a little spicy let's just calm it down how about some interdimensional leopard people huh yeah. huh i will say how about uh, it's how not about leopard some, people how about some furries oh yeah the furries will love how about it. some furries from another dimension <laughs> Uh, when uh, when I saw uh, my first ever Doctor Who episode, I was a bit scared of it, and it was the final ever episode before it came back in two thousand and five. Uh, so the oh final Sylvester yes. I think it, ha- it was called Survival or Survivor, and it was uh, interdimensional like that, tutor that? people from well, people <gasps> tutor people from another dimension. So it's kind of similar. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. Amazing. So any any predictions, guys? No? Okay. I'm sticking with my crossover idea. <laughs> well, on the cover, no, I will I, tell I, I, you, I, I, it says, Look out, blind man, here comes Tagak, the Leopard Lord. And then it says next to it, And look where he's coming from. So you can have an, a think about where he's coming from on the cover. <laughs> 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 he's bursting out God. like a chest buster. <laughs> Hello. Who came up with that name, Tagak, though? I, like, I don't know. Tagak? Tagak, it's T-A-G-A-K. Tagak. Tagak. Tagak, the leopard lord. <laughs> now you sound like one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. <laughs> Tagak, Tagak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and... It's me, Tagak, um, the leopard lord. I am the leopard lord. The only thing that can destroy him is yodeling. Like in Mars Attacks. That was in Mars Attacks, right? Sweet. Do you know what? I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Uh, but that is the end of the issue, guys. I have to do a little announcement as well. No, I'm not pregnant. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, not unless sperm can get through a sash window. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say. What's happening uh, at that window? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. 
Oh, I want to say a big congratulations to a friend of the show. I post this on our, po- our yes. Facebook as well. Uh, Christine, um, she's awesome. I've done a load of episodes of her podcast with her, which is the other Murdoch Papers. Um, she does a really good blog, blog as well called the other Murdoch Papers, and she has published a book uh, called <gasps> Being Matt Murdoch, <laughs> and it's all about Daredevil. She's been writing it as long as I've known her. Um, going all the way back to like the start of Defenders podcast and be- before that, um, and she's awesome and it's it's well, well deserved. So it's called Being Matt Murdoch and it's uh, I think it's out on paperback now. It came out a couple of days ago on Amazon. So I have ordered my copy. Um, but yay, yay to Christine! Congrats. Uh, anything Amazing. you guys wish to promote? Brad, what have you been recording? Oh, you know, just the regular stuff. Uh, the Ramjack podcast. Um, really doing some deep dives into some local newspaper monsters nice. lately. Oh, there's some people say. writing some things. There's some people. <laughs> there are some people that are writing some opinions in varying papers. Um, so check that out. Ramjackpodcast.com. Um, also, you can hear me with Claire. Yeah. Um, Talking about fashions of Highlander on uh, not quite Scottish imports. And how so, Duncan McLeod got the mad weary. He got the mad weary <laughs> for all. I mean, both of the Eternals fans <laughs> out there. Yeah. Um, check out that episode that'll be coming out at some point. Yeah. Um, also, absolutely true. True crime, a deadly serious podcast, um, where we're adjudicating some crimes the proper way. Not the Matt Murdock um, way. Pretty, no, no, we just we did Summer <laughs> Camp Nightmare. Um, Sunset Boulevard is coming up soon. Yeah. Exciting. When I finish editing. Vix, what do you want to promote? Um, staying hydrated and being kind. Yeah. That's what I'm promoting. Absolutely. Be, be kind to yourself and stay hydrated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like we've got yeah, serious heat wave in the UK coming up, so it's, yeah, make sure you drink your water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, it's time at the bar. Crabble! Oh no, it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone! <laughs> Bye! Well, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.